Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. We want to start by saying thank you so much, listeners, for taking the time out of your day to listen to this. We also want to say thank you to our sponsors who provide so much support for us. If you manage to kill that dream whitetail buck or maybe that bull sprig, check out Whitetail Classics Taxidermy, owned by Jody Schultz out of Louisville, Nebraska. Basically can put together whatever you can dream up. So check them out at whitetailclassicstaxidermy.com or his Facebook and if you want to talk to him today or book something, call him at 402-630-0031. Next up is Spores Wet Basement Solutions. Their services include water damage and crack repairs, landscaping, concrete driveways, grading, and more. Their recommendations provide solutions that are a long-term and not temporary fix. They do it right the first time. If you want additional information, you can check out spores.com or contact them at 402-476-8588. If you're like me and like to drive your wife nuts every season with a new duck or goose, call right, baby. Yep. Pretty much. Call, uh, check out B. Hoover Custom Calls. Brent Hoover out of North Pot, Nebraska is one of the best that comes around. He actually uh, got second at Best of Show at NWTF Nationals. Awesome guy. Personal friend of the family. Actually helped my dad harvest his bull elk. He specializes in wood, duck, and goose calls, turkey pots, dog whistles, and shotgun shell teal whistles. Awesome guy. Check him out at behoovercustomcalls.com. If your vehicle gets disgusting like my husband does during hunting season, (laughs) check out Dirty Devil Detailing. They do interior and exterior detailing as well as headlight restoration and more. They also are certified in glass transparency and take anything from vehicles, boats, jet skis, ATVs, and motorcycles. The devil is truly in the detailing. They're located in Omaha, Nebraska, and if you want additional information, check them out on dirtydevildetailing.com. If you're like me and have taken a few L's here this early season and pretty much (laughs) (laughs) if you're like me and taking some L's and you really want that perfect hunt with the buddies and just get out there and enjoy what's going on and have to worry about anything, check out the other guys outfitters. They do an incredible job of uh, dry field duck and goose hunts. You can check out their pile picks on Facebook. And if you're wanting to book a hunt today, call Crager at 308. 637-7777. If you're needing some professional photography done, check out My Business Faithful Images. Our mission is to faithfully capture images of God's creation in time that will one day serve as a memory. We do anything from infants, couples, families, seniors, weddings, announcements, and more. Check it out at faithfulimages.org or on Instagram and Facebook. If you're ever sitting there during COVID and thought to yourself, I really need to get on that dream hunt. I don't know. What what's going to happen in life, but I need to get in that dream hunt. Check out Chaku Peru. He does hunts in U.S., South America, and Europe. If you've seen some of his pics or videos, if you haven't, jump on his Facebook or Instagram. Has some incredible hunts and does some incredible things. Uh, check him out at chakuperu.com for more details. Our last sponsor is Redbeard's Custom Calls. They specialize in acrylic duck and goose calls. Andrew made me one of the a one-of-a-kind marble white and hot pink dunk call. It sounds incredible. It looks amazing. If you want more information, check it out on Facebook. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for the support, and let's go ahead and jump in the podcast.
Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this. Today it's Hunter and my co-host Jeremy. How are we doing, Jeremy? Hey. It's almost yeah, Christmas. I, it is almost Christmas. Are, I, the, are the ducks and he- geese oh here by gosh, now? Dude, I don't know. Because this is in the past. <laughs> but ducks looking, definitely aren't. But looking by, the, I don't know. I I would like to think that they'd come down. Okay. Ducks yeah. aren't here right now. They might be here by Christmas, but at the same time, by Christmas, season's over for us right here. Yeah, absolutely. So by this, by the time this podcast releases, duck season will be over. Gone. For our area, for eastern Nebraska. Yeah. Not for western Nebraska. We got to go with west side, Jared. To west side. Go to the west side and hopefully kill something. Uh, yeah. I will, I will say. I was kind of shocked. He went this weekend and really didn't have that much luck. Killed a really cool buffalo. He head, did though. shoot a nice buffalo head. I, I wish kinda, I would have shot I, it. I was kind of jealous about that buffalo head. I'm relatively surprised by the, I would say, his lack of success. I wouldn't say success. The lack of harvest, because he normally kills a lot more ducks out there. Mm-hmm. So he's been on the old struggle bus along with us. That area you where he's hunting, you either need to have frozen water around it. Yeah. Or there has to be a pile of birds in the area. And I wouldn't know. I've not, I haven't been out there. Yeah, it's <coughs> if the lakes in the area are open, it's where most of the ducks are. Yeah, out so. in the middle of the lake or what? Yeah, duck boat. Yep. Okay, so talking about today, we're going to be talking about the splits. What do I mean by that? So in here in Nebraska, uh, unlike. Some other states down south, we do not have a split. Once our season starts, continues to go, shuts off. The problem that we're having is the fact that our duck migration continues to get later and lead later and later every season. Now, this season tends to be or seems to be worse than others. Yeah, but well, this the last same, two years have been really bad. Now that may change, but I think the need is continuing to show itself regardless of how the weather patterns is because we constantly have the same issue in late November, which I like to call Slovember, mm-hmm. into December. Yep. There's like a two-week span, late November, early December, that we just we have lost all of our early ducks and we're just waiting for late-season mallards and they just aren't here. So that's... That's the star and the need for some sort of resolution. And the resolution is never perfect because here's the thing. If you cut off two weeks at the the first part of the season, well, guess what? There's going to be a lot of people angry to hunt early season in the marshes, especially Republic land hunters. If you cut two weeks off, say at the end of the season, obviously you're just killing all late season hunting. Yeah. So we take that effort and we split it. Mm -hmm. And... I think that I think that cutting in the middle is probably a good idea. I've been that's funny. You literally brought up this idea of this podcast and I've been this has been something that I thought has needed to happen for years. Because and it's so hard with Nebraska because we have so many different zones. I mean we have not only do we have four zones, but we then have the highland and the lowland aspect of those zones. Yep. And so, like, there's so many different regulations. Um, and 
we, of course, hunt the zone that starts the earliest but also ends the earliest. Yep. Um, and year after year, just we get great numbers of birds in October, and then November, very rarely do we see birds, and then uh, hardly even... I, I even struggle to see birds in December, honestly. You know, I don't usually see them until... So if this week, like, if we get lucky and we somehow get a push of snow, I can I usually get them between, like, the week of the 12th and the 18th if, like, we're on a good year. Or if we're on a great year, it's, like, the first, late first week of December. But that happens, like, very rarely. Mm-hmm. I think it's happened once since I've been down here. On the east side of the state, but majority of the years they show up usually the end of the second week in December and the first part of the week of the third week in December, and it usually shuts off the 18th. This year it's the 21st. Because mm-hmm. we, we started a few days later than we usually do. Usually we start on the first Saturday in October, but this year we were the second Saturday because the first was like, I think the first of October was Saturday, Saturday and that's why. I'm going to pull up the waterfowl zones just because I like yeah, it. Yeah, actually, I, that, I was going to do the same thing. It was, it's just nice to be able to pull it up. Now, one of main, my main problems is one of the spots that I hunt, the cutoff is literally two highways. So, whoop, whoop, two highways, right? Yeah. One side of the highway, you can hunt. That's the later season where you get, like, another week or two. Mm-hmm. One, whoop, whoop, is the area where most of these ducks hang out, and they feed at, so it shuts off the 21st. It's such a pain in the butt. Like, it's literally two highways. And there's a field on one side of the highway (laughs) that they love that I can't hunt it because it's going to shut off. Yeah. It's just, like, kicking the nuts, man. As if trying to find these ducks aren't hard enough. Yeah, okay, so the big one is looking at uh, zone four and zone two is the big ones because they like to wrap around each other. Basically what Nebraska game parks tried to do their best is they basically tried to make their own zone for the Platte river. They're really trying to make the Platte river guys happy with this zone. And then they cut basically to where you have the basin for early season. And then Mm -hmm. they cut out a chunk for the Platte river. So they're just trying to like, that's the thing is, I'm not in this podcast. I'm really not trying to bag on any like Nebraska game parks. They're they take surveys consistently, they're, trying to figure out what people want. But the hard part is obviously you're trying to like for instance, it's December 13th as we're making this podcast, and I literally got the survey for next year's waterfowl dates already. Yeah. Like they have meetings every year, and there for the last couple of years there has been slight changes in everything. Yep. But I honestly, I don't feel like they've been the right kind of changes, in my opinion. Yeah. So there's, let's see. So looking at zone two and zone four, it's just, it's very odd. So you have zone one that care, like covers the north part of Nebraska, like a right around the Niobrara, mm-hmm. which is a little bit earlier. I don't know why that one isn't just in tangent with zone two. Just because that's the early one, or excuse me, I don't know if it's um, no. so yeah, it's zone two. So it's like in tangent with zone two, with the basin. 
I don't know why those don't just open up and close at the same time because birds are usually in the same areas. So you could just compact that one zone. Yeah. You just make things simpler, but that's that's just me. But the problem is, and this is something that I've talked about, is that Iowa starts, is it usually a week or a few days before our season? Iowa, in the past, I don't know what it was this year for sure, but in the past they used to start the last weekend in September, the yeah. week before us. So that's but this being said, a couple years ago, and I don't know if it stayed that that way, they changed it to the same weekend. Oh, I remember that because there was a lot of people that were getting tickets on the Missouri because they were hunting the Iowa side that usually starts a week before. And they didn't Iowa really low key changed the date to the same weekend as Nebraska. And so many people got tickets because of it. Huh. It was I, I it was a whole there was a whole thing about it. I did not know that. Yeah, no, See, I always I, thought that they were a week before in that northern zone. Mm-hmm. So that was my thing. Is I was like, why don't I think that they should change it to where I th- I think it should be the last week of September in that that first zone. I mean, the Nibra and the Basin all would be. I you see birds there usually the last week of September. You can still get into the teal. You would start to get the first migration of most of the big ducks. Mm-hmm. I mean. You take a week off at the end down there, it's not going to hurt them at all. Yeah. So that I don't, I don't see why that would wouldn't be an issue at all. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? On them starting the same weekend as Iowa. Well, if you started, eh, depending on where Iowa ends up at, but say you like the last weekend of September, starting early duck season. The, the big thing is, is that. And I appreciate it. The reason that we don't usually start that weekend for this zone, or the zone you were specifically talking about, which is zone four, four, yeah, um, is we usually have that youth weekend. And depending on how, like, on this side of the state, uh, depending on the year and how the schedule, where the Saturday, of the first Saturday of September hits, Sometimes, like, you got teal season, and you'll only get one weekend in between teal and big duck. Yeah. Because uh, teal usually ends the 21st, doesn't it? It's, yeah, I mean, we get the first, second, and third weekend on this side of the state. So, it's usually somewhere around the 21st. If it's closer to, like, let's say, like, two or three years ago, sat that first Saturday landed on the 6th or the 7th. Yep. And so, like... There was literally only one weekend, and that weekend usually is the youth weekend right at the end of September. I guess I didn't think about that at all. Yeah, so I'm really, actually, starting dates is not my issue. I I have no issue with our starting dates. Actually, the only issue I had this year was that I, because of the way the Saturday landed, they put two weekends in between Teal and Big Duck, and then, you know, had one weekend of absolutely nothing, and then Youth Weekend, and then Big Duck Opener. Yep. Uh, I didn't necessarily love that, partly because I've was so i I've been so used to it, you know, for Zone 4, that first weekend in October being Opener, that, like, a week before, I was, like, getting all ready to go hunting, and then I looked at the, <laughs> I looked at the regulations. I was like, oh, dang, that's Youth Weekend, not... Not the just big deck take, opener. Just need to take kids. Yeah, well, 
I, yeah, sometimes I have a cousin or two that I'll take. Sometimes I don't. I really don't know any kids other yeah. than Jared's kid. Yeah. And I guess I know Dustin's kid. I guess I didn't think about that one, but, but I just know a lot of kids. My problem, like I said, my problem really isn't the starting dates. The only thing that I don't love about the starting dates is the fact that we literally have, because of all the different zones that we have, we have one, two, Three, four different starting dates. Yeah. And the pr- the reason that I don't love that is because um, it is actually shocking how many people will chase those opening days because they know they get fresh birds. Yeah. And it concentrates people. I don't like that. I don't like when we concentrate people across the state. Yeah. Um, for instance, this year they changed the sand hills to a weekend later than usual. Really? I always That's, thought that they were the weekend after. They usually, they usually, no, for the past however many years, that's it's always been the same as Zone Four. Okay. Because Matt would all, Matt always goes to the Sand Hills. Yep. And it's always on the same weekend, and at least that was my understanding that they changed it this year to a week later. Which, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm not necessarily caring, but at the same time. Between teal season and opening weekend at Big Duck, there was a crazy amount of people in the basin this year. Yeah, like a like a silly amount. Uh, I mean, I, I know one property in particular. I wasn't hunting it. I hunted it during teal season. I talked to a game warden. He said there was fifty guys on it for opening day at Big Duck. That's scary. And that is that is too many people. Like, so I don't. For that reason, I don't love that we have an opening day every weekend of October, pretty much. Because I want, I think that you should at least have one other major zone, probably about the same time yeah. as, you know, the the basin. Yeah. To kind of spread people around. That's a good idea. I guess I never thought about that. That wasn't a part of the idea. Yeah, my idea at least. You know, it's just uh, for me. It it has. I am one of those people that is completely okay with how our state starts the season. It's the endings of the season that bothers me. Um, and yeah. part of that, you know, you could make an argument for climate change if you really are one of those people. I think my argument for climate change is that that on any given day we just have more people than the year before, and it's just hard. What's your idea on tra- climate change? Okay, I get uh, I get this from my dad, and I'm just gonna say that it's a part of this conversation. I think I'm just oh I I I completely believe it is because it'll I'll get to the reason why I think it's important what I'm saying. I get this idea from my dad. I'm not gonna cuss anybody out that has like total beliefs in climate change, um, but I think the reality is is not so much that like. Obviously, I think humans release a lot of, you know, bad gases and whatnot into the environment, yada, yada, and that you could make an argument for that cause. But my belief, the true reason for any form of climate change is just the sheer amount of people and the amount of heat that any given person can come off, like give off. I mean, think about it. 50 years ago, we didn't have as many people as we have today. That's I'm a lot of. I'm honestly never heard that argument. That, really, never heard that. That's a lot mm-hmm. of body heat. It's a lot more buildings. A lot more land consumed. I mean, think about it. Even ten years ago, like 
not to out where we live a whole lot, but we live in southeast Nebraska. And we used to, when I was younger, and, you know, I'm not, I'm only 24, so it's not like I'm crazy old. But when I was in middle school, we used to get 10 inches of snow in town every year. Last year was the first year that happened, and we got record amount of snow for, like, February. Made for a great goose season. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe <laughs> it. But, like, we used, like, for the past 10 years or so, we've never gotten that much snow. Even on a drought year, we would still end up with a lot of snow. And we got our first snow the other day, and it dusted the ground. Yeah. I don't know. It was this week last year. I, I, I had a memory pop up from December 17th that popped up, and it was our first snow in six inches. Because I remember it, because it came literally the next day. It was, like, almost all gone because it, it warmed up to, like, yeah. 40, 50 degrees. No, my take on climate change is I think the, the I, I mean, the globe, earth, whatever, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it naturally warms and cools itself off, which is just a sickle, cyclical cycle. Um, I do believe, I do believe, I believe humans do have some impact. I really don't think it's to the extreme that people say it is or yeah. want to harp about it. My biggest problem about it is they want to make my big. I mean, my biggest problem is the the government wants to spend like two, three trillion dollars or seven trillion dollars or twenty fifteen, twenty two thousand fifteen. I don't know. Yeah. Mil- millions and trillions and crazy. But the the thing is, is is it really going to make a difference? And you, know, see, you take you take in considerations even this infrastructure bill. You want to try to push for electric cars, great, but are we really even thinking about how much damage we're doing to the environment by mining for batteries? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Western Nebraska, majority of Western Nebraska is all powered by coal still. Yeah. Or you know, like you don't take any of that consideration, or like even wind power, the money and the amount of resources you're putting into like make windmills, you're never going to get that money back worth Mm-mm. power. Mm-mm. It's never going to happen. So it's so inefficient that what I, what I do, I hope that green energy at some points becomes efficient. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I really do. Like yeah. I, I'm, con, I, I'm a conservator of the environment, but I just don't think that it makes the type of difference that people wanted to make and are trying to force it to make. Yeah. So, you know, I do, I have seen arguments that science says that, you know, humans are making a difference. I Honestly, I'm kind of curious. I've never really seen that argument about the heat. And that's honestly kind of interesting. Yeah. And the, the other thing when it comes to climate change that a lot of, that I, one of my arguments that a lot of people, I don't know if like schools are not teaching it as much anymore when it comes to weather, you get two cycles when it comes to weather they you know they generally they're seven year periods yep. you got the el nino and la nino or vice versa i don't remember uh, which it's one. el nino and la nina la, okay that one um one one cycle is a a lot of south winds really warm season dry season and then the other one is a lot of north winds, but like rain and like colder seasons, like versus, I mean, 
I mean, biblically speaking, kind of like your seven years of feast and then seven years of famine. Yeah. I mean, uh, so like a lot of people, I feel like it, it's surprising how many people don't remember that. Yeah. And right now we're in the warm cycle and we have been since 2018. Yeah, I, would say. I think we're about halfway through it. And as a duck hunter, the warm cycles suck because we get years like this where we haven't had a whole lot of moisture. Uh, this December has been, December and November has been stupid. We'll get, I mean, it's supposed to be 74 degrees on Wednesday. And it's good for a tan, but not for yeah. duck hunting. And we're supposed to have a south wind, and I'm hearing rumors that we're supposed to have like 70 mile an hour south winds. Hey, let's, and, get, which, some, let's get some reverse migration. Yeah, I was say, maybe we'll get some reverse <laughs> migration. But And then literally the day after that, it drops down to 40 degrees. Yep. We get a north wind switching it back, and it's 40 degrees. And it's just crazy. But so those are my two arguments when people talk about climate change. I'm not saying that there isn't potential aspects of what we do as humans that cause form of climate change and i do think that there is some things that have happened or that people plan to do that could help it i completely agree this new green energy bill that you know the democrats have wanted to pass for the last couple of years is just not it's not it drilling first of all i don't want to see the environment destroyed the amount that it had to be destroyed in order to make all those batteries. Yeah. Like people talk about the effect that mining for oil and, you know, coal and whatnot have an effect on uh, effect on the environment, but they really miss how much it takes to create these electrical cars. It's, yep. it's, it's sad and it actually is it's extremely destructive to the environment, but and that's the catch-22 of that whole plan is they're talking about saving the environment by destroying it. And I just, I'm not about that. I, I don't like that. Because once you destroy it, there is nothing that you can really bring back. So Well, like those mines, man, when they get done. Well, they, they just, I mean, they don't they, put it back. They don't put it back because there's nothing to put back. Nope. I mean, you get. It just looks like a massive hole in the ground. And let's sometime look up mining if if you got your phone or computer next to you just look up pictures of mines for oh man what is the material that they need cobalt cobalt is yeah that's the main and lithium look up the mines that are created for those and if essentially what you're gonna see is a giant hole in the ground with a track going around it for the excavators to get down to it's it's pretty frustrating actually in my opinion Fill it up and make a diver pond. Well, I mean, <laughs> in I'm a way, kidding. in a kidding. in in a different aspect, that's kind of what all these sand pits are across Nebraska. They're holes that were created to get materials for the interstate. Yep. So, I mean, you could do something like that, fill them up with water and make a use out of them, but at the same time, that could cause other other issues. Yeah. But flipping it back to duck hunting. Um, and our frustrations with the seasons. The reason that I say the whole climate change aspect is that right now, at least in the season that we are in, getting ice even on our side of the state where we or our area of the state where we don't have a whole lot 
of river or big creeks to hunt. We're mostly hunting reservoirs and then the basin. Uh, I haven't fought ice yet this year. Um, and normally I'm fighting ice by the end of October. Um, now that was several years ago before that the cycle switched and we're in the warm cycle. But, um, I think that the game in parks should be looking at that, at those schedules or those cycles. Cause what ends up happening, our season usually ends in zone four, ends the 18th. This year it's the 20, 21st. But right now we have zero ducks. We went out this weekend. We shot a hen mallard and saw a drake mallard. That was it. That was all we saw for ducks. And I've seen very few ducks around other than on the city ponds. And everyone else that I'm talking to on this side of the state hasn't seen ducks since pretty much first week of November. There's a guy that was, like, way north along the Anibrera, but most of those ducks are sitting south Dakota, like, south part of South Dakota. Well, but even the Niobrara, that's that's a it's a different zone at this point. Yep. And I actually think that that should... I don't have a problem with that area being a different zone, but as I was looking at the zones, it ends the 28th. It's only a week later. Yeah. And it's like... Eh. The rivers, I don't know why you would end them early. I don't know. I mean, that that's where all the birds are holding up. And that's the frustration that we're dealing with right now is that along the northern, or along the north border of Nebraska into South Dakota, there is pretty much half the migration sitting there right now. Yep. And... We can't get enough cold weather to get them to come down. We'll get a couple days of cold weather, so some ice will form up there, and then it won't go anywhere. So what's going to happen is this next weekend, it's the last weekend of duck season, it'll pass, and then we'll get cold weather around Christmas like we usually do. We, we do consistently get some cold weather right around Christmas, first of the year. Yep. And that's going to happen. There's going to be ice up there, but this year, because where we sit with water temperatures we're not going to get thick ice we're going to get that sheet ice you might i mean we're going to get a lot of birds that are going to sit out in the middle of these reservoirs around here and we're going to ha- there's going to be there's going to be ducks mark i wouldn't say mark my words but Do it. say it. M- mark my words you probably will see stories on our instagrams between christmas and the first of the year of ducks everywhere and we won't be able to shoot them Oh yeah, every like every year that I've been here, it's always the week after season. We'll be goose hunting, and there'll be over a thousand ducks working us. And yeah. because we don't have spinners, they don't come down. They yeah. just continue to circle. But like we just mess. Jared, Jared, and I usually jack with them and feed her and mess with them and have yeah. them spiral us. Yeah. But then again, you just you get to watch them. them. Like I mean, you get, don't get me wrong. From a content creator's aspect, you get great footage. You take some awesome pictures, but at the same time, that hunter aspect, like when you struggle to shoot ducks in this zone from, and normally, like year after year, even in the cold cycles, I always notice this. Um, right after deer season in Nebraska, to basically the end of this zone, it is a chore to find ducks. It's a chore. Yep. And I think it's unfortunate. 
And I I haven't been vocal about it, but I think this year I'm going to be pretty vocal and maybe even pop on some forums and whatnot because, first of all, I've got some issues with deer hunting that I think that the state needs to look at. And on top of that, this whole this whole zone is a mess. I don't know why we don't have a split. I don't know. Survey that. Survey oh. said. When I go home and as I'm laying my little head down for sleepy by, <laughs> I'm going to be going through that survey and I am well, going to. Talking about forums. So it was like uh, Facebook. There was a forum that said something about we need to move our season back two weeks. And, you know, obviously then there started the, the, oh, we should do the blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay. So I said, I said exactly what I said. I said, we should have a split late Thanksgiving or like late November, early December. I said, everybody struggles with ducks at that point, mm-hmm. especially on the eastern side of the state. It doesn't matter if it's river guys, us. There's just no ducks around. Yeah. Like, I spent hours, two days worth, mm-hmm. looking for ducks. And there is places in Nebraska that... I would say 75% of the time, if you go to them, they aren't hunted. They're natural hot spots mm-hmm. that there sh- there will be ducks there. And if there's not ducks there, then you know there ain't ducks in nowhere. My all-time favorite place to hunt, which is where we've been hunting a lot, if there's not ducks on that spot, there are no ducks around. And it's, it's proven this year. Yep. We've hunted it. There's been no ducks. We've scouted. There's been no ducks. So it's... I mean, it boils down to there's no ducks around. So, like, speaking to this whole, like, climate thing, I've had so many conversations with my dad about this. He, obviously, he's hunted since he was a kid in, like, late 80s, like, through the 80s into, like, early 90s. Yeah. He continues to say this to me. He says, it's just crazy with the weather. He said, when I grew up and I was in my teens, 20s, he said... Our duck season would end around Thanksgiving and all of the ducks by that time would be done. Mm-hmm. And by Christmas, same thing with geese. They'd be gone. They'd be south. Mm-hmm. Now, he says, the big thing is with the way our weather is, if you take into consideration about just where the heat levels are and that kind of stuff, our temperatures are very, how is his, very consistent on how Kansas used to be. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Kansas, it's just it's a it's a move up south. Like South Dakota now has Nebraska weather, mm-hmm. so guess what? More of our ducks and geese stay up in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. So it's just it everything is just one state. Yeah, <laughs> basically one state to the north. <laughs> So like even even the last couple of years I've seen more lessers than I ever have. You know, well, talking to talking about Matt. Well, and you know, talk about lessers. I, this year in particular, we have that is one thing that we do have right now. That's most of uh, like that we that yeah. picture I see though it's mostly lessers. There yeah. was a, I mean, there was probably a hundred honks, but mostly lessers and speckle bellies. Yeah. Well, there's lessers all over the place, and I didn't even tell you this, but Saturday when I was deer hunting, I probably watched 5,000 snows. Oh, yeah. 
how are snows still in South Dakota? Exactly. Like, this time of year, the snows are way past us. There's only been one year ever that I've seen snows this late. And it was honestly a year very similar to this. It was one of the first years I started duck hunting. We had a dry season, a warm season, and the last weekend of duck season, I watched a bunch of snows. So you're saying, like, the next it or the next year's supposed to be wet and like colder. That, we had one more real slow year between that and then those those wet years showed up. Jeremy, I know I'm not. I'm try, hey, I'm trying not to think about it. I'm already mentally preparing myself for that. If this season was to go the way it is this year, next season, yeah, I'm gonna deer hunt more or I'm gonna travel. Well. We have to. South Dakota Tech. Oh, yeah. No, we're doing that. Yeah, I, can, I would love that. But Listeners, we joked about just uprooting our lives and moving to South Dakota because <laughs> it sounds like a good idea. You'd have access to all of South Dakota and the dreams that come with it. Yeah. And then you could run to North Dakota and then pop over to Minnesota. Sounds like the life. Do I see dudes in Michigan? Still pounding mallards. They are. Like, how is that not froze up up there? That's nuts. Well, I mean, obviously big water, but. Well, and even then, I I mean, I saw something the other day. Minnesota is just now fully locked up. Just now. Just now. And that's because they got, like, that storm that hit South Dakota hit them, too. And I think they got, like, 8 to 10 inches, so. Hey, I'd gladly take eight to ten inches. And that see, this is the dumb thing. Like South Dakota, this last week where we Saturday when we got snow, that storm got South Dakota ten inches of snow. Yep. And even then, for us, I mean, I was talking to Jordan, and he was half an hour, forty five minutes north of us, and there was three, four inches up there. Really? Yeah. I knew he got more. I know they kind of like had troubles getting up there. Yeah. But. Hey, he made it sound like there was significant more snow. I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah, it just a little further north, and there was a bunch of snow, and there was probably. I mean, he said they had to break ice too. So, um, which did they end up actually hunting out there? They made it like halfway, and then found a little like uh, walking by hunting mm. that he knew about. So, kudos. Did yeah. they shoot anything? No. They had the same thing I just said about Saturday. They watched a bunch of snows. So. Kumbaya, my lord. Right, right. (laughs) But. I. I don't know. I just. So pros and cons. Pros. I really think that it would help out the late season hunters. I mean, I realize that there are some. The thing is, is there, if you leave the one zone that's on the, the plat the same way, leave it there. What to do? If that's what they want, that's what they want. Let me look at the zones. Again. I'm talking about zone four. The zones that I'm really even kind of, con- oh my goodness, phone. I would think on. zone one would be a big one. I mean, you could leave it there if you wanted. Zone one and zone two, I definitely would make changes to. I would, so here's the other thing. And you know what? You know what blows my mind. I don't get that about the low plains. How the low low plains has a split, and that area is frozen by that time of year because that's that 
Or not the low points, sorry, the high points. Which one? Zone two. Or zone two. It depends on the year. This year, I mean, obviously a different story, but generally. Like last year, I went up there for Christmas, I think the second or third week in December. No, that was Thanksgiving. I, w- I went and scouted it during Thanksgiving, and it was still open. They're usually generally by like the second week in December pretty locked up. Yeah. But, I mean, you still have a lot of slews through there. I don't know. But it's just it, it's tough because we are limited to how many days you can fit into a waterfowl season federally. I've always wondered that because, like, I mean, trying to just it just it's interesting that they don't give I they don't give states some cert, some states. I don't know why they don't give them more days based on harvest records. Records. I mean, obviously, it's down south. They have less than us, but I mean, we by percentage we kill a lot less ducks comparatively. Yeah. I mean, you know, like Louisiana, that kills hundreds of thousands of ducks, but you know, because they have no ducks. Yeah. It is what it is, but. No, so pros and cons, I think it would help our season. I think it would really help, like, late season, especially, like, field field mallard hunters. You know, lo- clear along the plat, mm-hmm. there's sand pits or there's quarry ponds or this and that, that, or even the river. They hang out of the river, and they just come off and eat in fields, and you can field hunt them. But now we don't have, don't have access, and it's like, well... What about those guys hunting on the river? It's like, well, they're in their own zone, so they can do what they want with it. You know, give those other guys a chance when, yeah. you know, they can go sit in the field, but they ain't going to see nothing. I mean, realistically. So, it's like, why not change that? Cons, I think it's a big hurdle. I think it's going to be a hard one to be an uphill battle to change things just because people naturally just don't like change. Well, I think I think what a lot of people are really worried about and it would be a worry of mine as well, is that we'll change it. The year that we'll change it, let's say we have a split right at the end of rifle season. Because I wouldn't do it until after rifle season because most most of your people in Nebraska are rifle hunting for deer. I mean, yeah. not very many people duck hunt during that period of time. And there's generally, when I have gone during that period of time, there's birds. Yep. Um. <clears throat> I would do it really right after rifle season, which yeah, not much to do. Oh well, but I would, I would just close everything for two weeks. But I think what people are worried about is that if you did that and you extended the season because of the split, is that we would actually get a good cold front. And we would get way too much ice. Mostly, I'm talking about unit or zone two, because there's so many reservoirs, and then there's the, um basin is that we would actually get the ice that we're supposed to get this time of year and then people are like oh there was all these ducks here in november because it was cold this year during the split we couldn't hunt them and then it got so cold that we had you know complete and total freeze and they're gone i take that chance because for the last three or four years it's been the same way for the since I've started duck hunting, it's been this way. So realistically, 
I realize that that there may be a chance for that, but it's a very slim chance in my opinion. And if that does happen, it's one year compared to the last experience I've had of the last six. Yeah. All I want is to see the zone two and then the like zone one. It's just go like I would like to see zone two get to the end of December. Yeah. Maybe first couple of days of January. Just because last consistently in the last couple of years there's been birds around and there hasn't been ice or enough ice to where the birds are gone. Yeah, I would say so. For ducks. I, mean, I have I have an Instagram video of them being here clear to like the middle of January. But I've seen them there's, here. There's here just that like late, very limited yeah. areas that that happens, and those are those areas that are limited. Like for instance, there's you know if you drive down the interstate towards Omaha, there is a pond that never freezes because it actually has so many birds that land on it. Yeah, I think you 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 probably know what pond I'm talking about, but. It, it gets so many birds on it that it never freezes. And there's going to be areas like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the river is never going to totally freeze. I don't know that. Mm, I've seen it chunked up. I've seen it sheeted, but usually it only lasts like a day. Yeah. And then it's just... Not not enough down. to completely push the birds out. Yeah. They'll, they'll either find some area or something or... They'll just come back south when it starts to break up, or north when it starts to well, break up. Well, they just normally they find a back hole where there's some open water and they just hang out there till the yeah. next day. Because that's that's the thing about those late season birds is they'll follow that line. Yep, they follow the ice and they follow the deep snow. I think last year was the only the only year that I can remember in my last few years that like the mallards actually. All of them pushed out. Almost all of them pushed out. Yeah. I think because we got like that foot of snow and then the Arctic blast. Yeah, but of course that was end of January. Well, that was... We got the foot of snow February. And then there were still a few around. But like when that Arctic blast hit, like the middle of the end of February finally pushed them south. But it didn't last long as soon as we got done with that. It, we had some cold for the next week, and then it it was fine after that. Yeah. But it's not like anybody can hunt them anyway, Mm-mm. even when they did that. So it wouldn't even really make it that much of a difference. Yeah. Now, somebody brought this up on Facebook. I don't know how much validity has. Validity. Um, it says that apparently there's you there's only so many zones you can have in a state in order to have a split. I don't know if that's true or not. I I take that guy at his word. I asked him for the link, and he told me to Google it. I'm too lazy to do that right now. I'm drinking whiskey. Leave me alone. Why would he say that and not give you a link? It's it's any... Like, I found this on Facebook. If you ask anybody for a resource ever, they're too snarky and just tell you to Google it. I hate to say that, but I've never I've never heard that, because the thing is, we have... There is a split in a couple of our zones. Yep. Like, we get that, and Kansas has splits. I think Kansas has splits in all their units, all their zones but one, and I think they have four four zones, too. I think. I'd have to look, but... There there again, I I can't say yes or no. I don't know. Yeah. I should have probably looked it up before we did this, but... 
Whiskey. <laughs> Crown does the damage. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I think that's it for me. That's all I can think of. You got anything else on the split? I just want to see something done. I mean, there. I mean, there seems to be what they say. They're both the president and like the top director are both retired, so we got new ones. We do. So, I don't know. Maybe they're more open to suggestion. Well, they're about to get some emails from me, and I'm not. I'm not gonna try. I I, I make it sound like I'm really angry with the gaming parks. I understand that it is really difficult to make everyone happy. And, yeah, I'm sure they get flooded with these kind of things regularly. They get... And I sound really angry, but I'm also the guy that literally would be like, hey, you know, this is my experience. You know, I'm not trying to be rude. Just want to reach out and be like, can I have an explanation as to why something like this wouldn't work? Or is this something you're thinking about? You know, stuff like that. Being respectful of the people that are in charge goes a long ways. We probably sound like we're, you know, complaining more than anything right now, but that is because it has been a rough season, and we're concerned that this may not change. And if we just keep having season or we keep having dates like this, well, here's my thing. I don't. I, I hate to come off as a complaint because I'm like. Uh, at this point, usually when the ducks get here, oh, our goose hunting's going really well, and I'm not that. Mm-hmm. I'm more concerned with geese than I am ducks. My thing is, is I just want the most available hunt opportunity for everyone. And from what I've gathered and what I've seen, it would provide the most opportunity. Because yeah. there's like, you know, you want to talk about early season hunting, that's great. Middle season has really been a struggle. Late season... There's a lot of opportunity on private land that people can have access to because people are more willing to allow you to walk into a cornfield and set out some spinners and some decoys and hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of like a, a lot of private land. Yeah, that there is a there's a possibility that you know being an opportunity for some kid that finally gets to hunt for the first time. Yeah, and that's what I want to see. I don't want to, you know, I. I hate to have these kids go out and freeze and see one hen mallard. Yeah. I'd rather see them see hundreds of mallards go into a field. So, like, I'd just like to see that opportunity happen. And, you know, if they don't change it, they don't change it. That's okay. Well, and who knows? Maybe they just feel like, because it has been something that's been happening to us the last couple of years, is in order to generally when those birds get pushed down enough, they just go through so fast and they don't feel like it's worth wasting the days. Because I do I do know that there is a certain, like, amongst all of your zones, you're only allowed a certain amount of days you can hunt. Yep. And so I maybe they're just, there's no great way to switch up the numbers and they're sacrificing the zone that, you know, generally loses birds or doesn't have birds you know something like that i'm not sure but i agree like i was well that's the other thing too is you got to take this in perspective of maybe these guys aren't waterfowl hunters either they may not even have any idea what it means or well, the, re- the rough reality is about most of our gaming parks people is they're fishermen well fishermen and 
a lot of them are deer hunters. Yeah, I mean, which, and I'm hey. not cussing that out. Like, I, we have a actually decent fishery compared to what it was 20 years ago. So I'm not complaining about it. But I could go on about deer hunting. That's a whole different podcast. But, <laughs> um, it, yeah, these people may not understand or may not care like some of us would care. Yeah. And I don't know. I do know that this year we should try and go to the meeting. It's not a bad idea. I don't know Take when a it... Take podcast with us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to look up the date of it, but I, I've never gone because, admittedly, like, I've never had somebody who, like, feels as strongly as I do and willing to, like, put in their voice as well. Like, yeah. I'm not cussing out the people in my group, but I'm generally the one that has that voice. But yeah. I'm the only one that really, really cares enough to do anything. Yeah. And going by yourself, like, it can be a little uh, intimidating, I guess. But, yeah. so, uh, we, sh- we should look up and see when that is. That's not a bad idea. They normally have them in the spring. Yeah. But, but. Well, if you guys want to share your opinion, uh, they do usually send out survey emails. If you can't, then email. Uh, you usually go into the contact us and email the director. Um, I'm sure he'll contact you and get your email in the right position. The biggest thing is just getting your, for the listener, getting your your ver- your voice heard. I mean, these yeah. are public lands. They, they are your land. So you need to, you know, let them know what you want done. The reality is, is all of the people within the gaming parks, they are here, I mean, they are here for us. They're here to preserve for us. And they are, alongside of that, they are here to listen to our voice. Um, And, I mean, it's just like any other political situation. The more voices that are heard and the more times that something like this is seen, um, the more they're going to look at it. And you could completely disagree. You might have had a 10 times better season than us. And actually, I mean, I'll throw it out there. If anybody wants to further the conversation, you're always welcome to hit me up on Instagram. I'll gladly have a conversation. I love hearing everybody's opinions um, as to why you might think I'm wrong or why you would agree with me or potentially, you know, not. I don't, yeah. it doesn't matter to me. Feel free to do that. Um, and, yeah. I'd, nothing's gonna get done if we just kind of ignore it that's all i really have to say well i hope everybody's doing well uh this comes out the week of christmas uh i hope you guys' christmas goes great i hope it's safe hope everybody travels safe um just remember that christ is the seven of christmas and that uh my grandma would beat me if i didn't say this but just remember that uh Jesus came down uh, that day to to serve you, to die for you on the cross. He saw that uh, the sin was keeping you from him and the relationship with him, and that uh, you know that sin's anything bad that you ever done that ruins that relationship with him. And if you accept his love and his forgiveness, then you can have a relationship with him, and it can change your life. So just remember that's the real reason for Christmas, and that's. Uh, the real reason families get together that uh, they can celebrate that uh, that miracle. Mm. So God bless. I hope everybody enjoys their Christmas. And uh, 
yeah, stay safe out there. We'll get cold. So, yeah. all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Have a good day.